Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be recapping everything that happened in Nuevo León as America ended up beating Tigres 3-1 on the road. And then, of course, we are going to be previewing the upcoming match against Olimpia in this Seca for the second round of the uh, rounds of 16 match against uh, Olimpia in the CONCACAF Champions League. And then, of course, we're going to end the night by previewing what is arguably the biggest game this weekend on any television, it is going to be the Clásico Joven, America versus Cruz Azul. Let me introduce, as always, my co-host for today. It is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ and returning after a much-awaited return. It is the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. It is our very own beloved cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Doing good. Um, had aerobic training. Working the muscles out, becoming young Arnie out here. But here I am, ready to talk everything to America. Definitely, definitely. Dylan, it's very, very much long awaited, and a lot of people have asked for it. Welcome back, my friend. Well, thanks, Ivan. Hey, Jay, how, how y'all doing? Uh, hope everything's going good. Um, I'm doing pretty good myself, so just looking forward to being back for probably just this week. Well, we'll see if it, if it's this week or more. We'll have to wait for the future to decide that for ourselves. But Chris Rivera is saying welcome back, Dylan, with that cowboy emoji right there. And uh, <clears throat> look, we're excited to have our beloved cowboy back. Christian is still not available. He unfortunately is the one injured this time. He picked up a fractured tibula after going in the airport after leaving foot called headquarters don't ask me how it happened it just did and so he's gonna be out for another week so christian unfortunately not going to be here for this episode but we are awaiting his return for uh hopefully in the comments and next week on the podcast but all right gentlemen let's talk america versus tigres a game that we came into aj uh feeling a little bit more optimistic uh especially knowing that you know we were coming on on you know somewhat of a good form uh, and we definitely cemented that in Nuevo León at Tigres Stadium in the Volcan a stadium which I would argue has never really been America's favorite place to go at but in recent times we've seen to be able to get results in that situation so talk to me a little bit more about this game um you know how how did you feel coming away from it three points at the end of the day a 3-1 result I mean just overall thoughts and opinions in regards to this matchup um I feel really great and we did what we had to do away, and the scoreline shows it. 3-1, I was pretty satisfied with it overall. There really wasn't that big of an issue. Guignac was just nowhere to be seen in that match, and I felt like our defense did a pretty good job. Especially we got to see Bruno Valles play his very first league game, and I'm missing in his first start of the season, which is great to see. Um, Roger Martinez, he was something else. That I don't know what he had before the game, but that first goal, he just said to his teammates, I'm taking on this entire Tigre side. And that's exactly what he did. That goal from Pedro Aquino, what a golazo. Amazing. And Arroyo Martinez then seals the deal with that one-on-one against Nahuel Guzman, which originally got ruled offside, even though it was clearly not offside. He got a goal. 
And that's how the game ended, really. All in all, really satisfied. We got our three points. We repeated what we did um last time, and that was beating them 3-1 last season. And look at that. And the scoreline here, it's again 3-1. History repeats itself, AJ. History tends to repeat itself, and it does so against Tigres in their stadium now. Um, and obviously, I think you have to take into consideration Tigres has not been the Tigres that many people have expected them to be, especially I think they've definitely tanked after the Club World Cup. Um, but if by those standards, does that mean that we can take on Bayern? Does that mean that we beat Bayern 3-2? to two? Hell yeah. I mean, heck, Mazatlan even defeated Tigres at this point. Everyone's like, pull Mazatlan up in their play against Bayern. So, yeah, I think we could definitely, we could definitely pull it back against Bayern. I, 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 I have full faith in, in, in our team now to do so. Um, I mean, I mean, what more can we say about this game, right? I think it was a well rounded matchup. That's not to say that it was the most perfect game as well, because AJ, I do think that we did definitely. Um, we definitely get carried away by the emotions, especially by the way that this result comes. I mean, uh, you just mentioned it, a, a brilliant performance by Roger Martinez. And then, of course, then you get, uh, you know, the absolute screamer of a goal from Pedro Aquino. I mean, obviously, you know, those things kind of highlight and, and, and kind of, you know, overlap the whole game. And, and that's kind of what people are taking away from it. But I do think that there was a bit of faults here and there. That's not to say that Tigres were just, you know, nullified the whole 90 minutes. They had their moments. They had their chances. Ochoa, I think, came up with two pretty big saves. Um, and, and, you know, before that, I think that they were definitely knocking at the door. So, I mean, there's still things to kind of, you know, look and take away from this and be like, okay, you know, I, I like this, but there's still stuff that we have to work on. Bruno Valdez being one specifically, I think he was the weakest link in that defense. Um, and George Sanchez, again, not having, a, you know, a, a, a good game in my eyes. Um, I feel like he got, you know, he, he misplaced a couple of balls here and there and, and, and in dangerous positions. And then, of course, he went uh, and, and I think he got beat a couple of times, too. Uh, something not typically seen from George Sanchez, not to say that he had the worst of games either, too. But I think that, you know, there's a couple of things that we kind of need to highlight uh, because we have praised this defense for doing so well. Um, but I think that this one was one of their more shakier matches in regards to um, what we've seen in the season. But Dylan, are you there, my friend? He is muted, unfortunately. Yes, I'm here. All right, there you go. I didn't know whether you were here or not, but you are. Um, I, I just want to hear your takes on this. What, what what was your final kind of you know overall opinion in regards to this America three to one over Tigres in the Volcan? Um, I think you kind of hit it hit it on it a little bit for me uh, when you talked about um this team not necessarily playing. I guess in a sense, not the perfect game. Um, overall, uh, I actually kind of want to put this up there with uh, being one of Solari's best game with the team so far. Um, I think, you know, taking into consideration, even though, uh, like you kind of said, that Tigres hasn't been the same Tigres as they have been. Um, they seem to have dipped off a little bit after the Club World Cup. I still think, you know, you look at the roster and you look at ours, I still think we pretty went pretty much went toe-to-toe with this team. And, you know, we took it to them. Yeah, there were some chances where, you know, they, they got away from us. Um, you know, obviously the goal that Tigres had, but obviously got called back um, the first one. So um, overall, I think it was a pretty solid game for me. Um, you know, obviously not perfect, but, you know, I think this game goes up there with one of Solari's best games so far. No, and I, I think you're right in that aspect because you look at something that we've criticized a lot this season, and that's the lack of goals that America has had, you know, in regards to their games. We're talking about a one goal, two goal margin at best. Um, and now again, you know, on the road, funny enough, like we did against Chivas, now this time against Tigres, 
you know, we score three goals, which I think is something very much to applaud to this team. Um, because sometimes we are a little bit lacklustrous and, and we, you know, we, we don't put away all of our chances. And I think this time, um, you know, we were definitely a little bit more solid and a little bit more sharp in our finishing. And that's definitely something to kind of take away from this. Uh, but kind of overall in the first half, I, I, I think that America, you know, America did well. I don't know if you agree with me, Dylan, on this, but I think that they managed the game very well in the first half. I think that we took the game to Tigres the way that we always want to see America do so. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe there was a bit of a dip after the goal, but, I, I, you know, I, I just kept, I kept seeing more promising signs than anything else. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think, uh, what would you say about maybe the last 10 minutes of the half? You know, it seemed we kind of let let uh, things slip away a little bit and let Tigres get more possession, more pressure a little bit. Um, so th- that is the part that kind of, I guess, in a sense, worried me because, yeah, I know this is Solari, this isn't Piojo, but I think, you know, just looking at the past and this track record of this team, um, the team, you know, can kind of dip off, you know, towards a little bit towards the end of the first half and then come back in the second half and it's a whole, a whole completely different game. Um, I know we were talking about the first half, but I think you kind of saw that at the beginning of the second too. It's- Seemed like they just was, you know, putting the pressure, you know, um, uh, doing more. And, you know, it kind of kind of worried me a little bit because you're like, OK, like, you know, can this team turn it around or are we going to see this the whole second half? Definitely. I think the one thing that worries us the most is that it looks like this team feels very comfortable with a one nil uh, margin. And Angie, I don't know about you, but that is not enough to be sitting comfortably and kind of soaking up pressure. I think that we need to see America close out a little bit stronger and, you know, manage the game a little bit better. It's not to say that it was a terrible, you know, way to manage it. And, you know, I I think the game would have been a different one if Tigres ends up getting that equalizer uh, in the first half when we saw that goal get kind of rolled back. But, um, I mean, just kind of your overall thoughts and kind of what me and Dylan were just saying right now. Um, yeah, no. Uh, 1-0 leads are definitely not enough, and that's not something just because you scored in the sixth minute. You should just be like, okay, we're fine for now. No. Keep finding those opportunities we can get to um, get ourselves another goal added to um, to the scoreline for us because, like you mentioned, when Data scored that their first goal but got ruled for offside, I think at that point we kind of woke up. It's like, oh, okay, no, the the game is not over. It, we still have a lot of minutes to go in the first half and in the second half. So we had some opportunities for us, but just the the end product wasn't there in that first half. The second half was a completely different story. But I just what I like to see, you know, if we had a one zero lead, score in the sixth minute. Let's build up on that on that um scoreline. Let's keep adding more goals. Definitely. I agree with you there in that aspect. Look, we have uh, your your Uncle Eagle here saying, where is Christian? Well, you weren't here for the beginning. He is out, unfortunately, with a tibia uh, injury. He'll be out for another week or so. And then, of course, we have another comment here by your Uncle Eagle saying, OMG, Cowboy Dan, LOL, hi. So, Dylan, that is for you right there. Um, you know, you're right, AJ. I think that, uh, you know, things have to be a little bit more concrete in not just in, in, in the first half, but I think in the full 90 minutes, we want to see a much well-rounded America, which I think we have developed uh, within the past couple of games. I think from the first, from, you know, from the Jornada 3 America to the Jornada about to be, what, 15? Um, you know, you're looking at a much, much more solid America. And I think if we can keep developing that, it's it, it's just going to boast well for us. And so I mean, we'll have to wait and see in regards to that aspect. Um, AJ. Mm-hmm. Anything else to kind of highlight in the first half, or should we jump into the second? Uh, jump into the second. 
Okay, well, uh, I mean, it's exactly kind of how Dylan was putting it. I think we were a little bit more on the shakier side, but I think um, <clears throat> something kind of clicked in, in the side, and that, that I think is the one thing we need to highlight as well is that I think there was a there was an awareness from this team to say, look, okay, maybe we're we're being a little bit uh, too easy on them. We're easing off off a bit, and maybe we need to apply a little bit more of the pressure. We did so, and then you saw, you know, the great goal by Pedro Aquino, and then of course uh, Roger Martinez thinking on the score sheet once again. Uh, my question to you guys, and Dylan, maybe I'll throw it to you first, is something that we always heavily criticized with Biojo was the substitutions. It was getting towards close to the 70th minute mark, and I was already starting a question as to, hmm, should we or should we not be thinking about a uh, substitution at this point? Or did you think Solari had it under control the whole time? Um, I kind of felt indifferent, uh, um, to be quite honest. Um, shoot, I don't even remember the first substitution. Can somebody kind of uh, remind me? The first one. NJT. Oh, that's the boozer. Yeah, it was uh, it was Gio for Fidalgo, no? Because injury. Mm, yeah, because because of, yep. of the that reckless challenge on Fidalgo. If you guys didn't see his leg, my goodness. But yeah, yeah that was the yeah, first. So, that, that, I think that was mm-hmm. a little bit more forced than yeah. anything. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, you're not getting one to like almost the 80th minute at that point. That's whenever yeah. Venus came in for Roger, and then. And then you get you get what two more um, after the uh, for about after like five minutes later. I mean, yep. part of me was like, you know, okay, like are we going to see some kind of substitution? Because I was thinking, okay, we got Conca champions coming up. Like, you know, what's Solari going to do? But at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, I mean, you kind of said it too, Ivan. We got to give this team some kind of props into how they handle it because I think they had that awareness of like, okay, like we got too comfortable. Now let's pick things back up, which, which, you know, they pretty much did. No, yeah, definitely. AJ, what did you, what were your thoughts? Um, the substitutions were fine though. Could we have subbed in a bit more earlier? Possibly, but I guess this was for, um, so like to get themselves pumped for the second leg that we're going to um, have against, um, Olympia and as well. We got the Clásico Hohen um, right around the corner. So I think as well, he wanted to probably get his starting 11 as much minutes as possible because I feel like we potentially could be seeing a similar lineup against Grisoso. Maybe one or two changes into into the mix. But no, I just feel like there were good substitutions. Were they question ones? No, not really. I feel like they were the right substitutions to make. Um, you take Roger out, play for Vinas, give him some time. Um, Suarez in for Lainez. I like that too. And then we get to see Naveda going for um, Pedro Aquino. That was also a good substitution as well by Solari. But all in all, um, it was good by him, really. No, I don't really have anything to say about it. Okay, interesting. Alrighty then. Um, a couple of things right before we kind of wrap this up because I know we have to talk about Olympia and then of course we have our guest coming on uh, shortly as well and to talk about uh, this Clásico Joven. Um, what well, well, one one thing I do want to highlight is that the performance of Linus on the wing, I think, has been something that maybe has been a little bit undervalued or maybe has gone a little bit under the radar for the past couple of weeks. But I think he's been putting on a shift, you know, quite consistently. And I think against Tigres, he's definitely showcased it. And I, I mean, you saw exactly against Olympia as well, what he was able to do down in Honduras. And so... Um, I mean, kind of just overall thoughts in regards to Mauro Linus, his impact so far on, you know, into this club. I know that some people were a bit hesitant when he was signed. Um, and I know a couple of us here didn't think that he was going to be a starter right off the bat, but uh, he's definitely blown kind of expectations out of the water and he's kind of cemented himself as that winger, you know? 
Um, yeah, I, I think you kind of said it. Go ahead, Adrian. Go no, go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, no, I think you kind of said it, Ivan. Um, um, I think I think you've seen his play improve week after week, and I think that's that, that's all it's going to do is just get better and better every week. Interesting. I like it, AJ. Um, from the very first game we saw, we saw, we wondered, this is the guy that we got. You go to all the games that he has played up to at this very point, and I think, and it's like we made a good, uh, we made a good um loan deal to get Lainess. That's the thing that sucks. He's on loan from Tijuana. After that, he goes right back. But I'm really enjoying him. A lot of people criticize him as first, but me, I never criticized him from the get go. Maybe from that first game actually, but from there on out, he's been improving with each and every single game. He comes to show how crucial of a left winger. He um he is for this America side, and I just love what he brings um to the team in every single game that he plays in for the full ninety minutes. Definitely, definitely. Chris Ray saying I was hyped for Mauro Landis from the start, a workhorse, and he's growing as a player. He definitely is. And then we have Jacob saying Luis Fuentes and Mauro Landis have been so underrated this season, and I think he definitely has hit uh, something on the nail right there because I think Luis Fuentes has definitely been. Um, a much better Luis Fuentes than what we had last season. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, overall, props to that left-hand side. I know that's definitely was one of our most weakest side. Um, and now question is as to whether or not we're ever going to get a right-winger because I think we all can agree that we don't want to see Cordoba on the right-hand side. We'd rather see him in the middle. But then again, then you have Fidalgo, who is turning it up at the moment. So internal competition, right? That's what we want to see. Um, one last thing before we kind of wrap this up, uh, I just want to talk about the goal that we concede uh, again, yet another set piece that kind of seems to be our Achilles heel from time to time. Um, it looks like, you know, a, you know, a header that's flicked back on. And then, uh, it looks like George Sanchez may have just lost his kind of, uh, marca right there, leaving Diego Reyes alone, uh, puts it in the back of the net. I mean, is this something that we need to be worried about? You know, these set pieces coming back to haunt us. Or do you think that this is just a one-off thing, Dylan? I don't know. I I kind of feel indifferent. I mean, I I get this. I get this feeling. I don't know how to explain this feeling. I get whenever whenever we have to defend a set piece. Like I, I'm just not confident there. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, if, if that tells you the story, then that tells you the story. If not, then I don't know how to explain it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I think we're all kind of on the same page on this one. AJ? Um, pain. That's all I got to say. When it's a set piece, you just have the thing that says images that precede unfortunate events. Context, America conceded from the set piece. Um, it's something I would still just like for us to get a hang, just for still to get a hang of. If anything, it's just the players just having to just mark their defenders. Just I feel like set pieces aren't an issue. Just the time we kind of fall asleep. We can see they're like, oh, that just happened. Okay. But mm. yeah, it, it just seems to be that case. You know, uh, I, I, Ivan over here saying it's not the set pieces themselves, but the sort of clumsiness that occurs. And I think he's on onto something there as well. It's kind of what Dylan is saying, right? There's this kind of sense of like, you're not confident in, it's not like you're not so much confident in the players, but you're just not confident in that kind of environment that they're putting themselves into. I think that they're just kind of running a little bit all over the place. Some people lose their mark. Other people, you know, trying to pick up, you know, someone else's mark at the same time. It's just a lot of work being done. And so it is unfortunate, but I think it's something that America needs to work on because if not, then it's going to be difficult, you know? 
Um, AJ has pain tatt- tattooed on his chest. He definitely that does. Tell me my very after- first tattoo. That'll be my first tattoo. Mm-hmm. Just sad. What to say? Pain. What? Just pain. Because just pain. <laughs> uh, we have Chris saying, should America be in the center back market do- duo? Due to that. Hold up. Yeah. Due. Uh, due to that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Obviously, can't can't read anymore, guys. Um, I don't know. AJ, what do you think? I, I think we have Casares there. I think we yeah. have Bruno there. We have Casares, um, Bruno, Emma. We have Ramon Juarez. Ramon Juarez. Emilio Lara, I mean, if you want to bring him up. Yeah. yeah, we have him too, yeah. but... I feel like we're safe right now, right? I'd say so. I, I'd say yeah. so, yeah. Well, I think we're good. Oh, and Jordan Silva too. Though he's just alone, but... No, he's... He, get him out of get him out of the club. I don't even know why we brought him. Get him out of here. This is ridiculous. This is the worst money we've ever spent. I swear. <laughs> Watch us watch him score the game winning header in a final, and then we're in all the final. I'm just like, Yes, I'm like, Give him a contract. To Harold's, stay. Harold's goodbye, just like from the uh, from the Hunger Games. Just I'm out. There Bye. you go. That hey, if that's how it has to be, that's how it has to be. Um, but overall, gentlemen, what would you give? Uh, what would you grade this in regards to um, kind of an A, B, C, D, or F? Um, Dylan, I'll throw it to you first because you said this is one of mo- the more impressive games that Solari has had. What would you give this one? Um, I'd give this a solid B. Solid B? Okay. D- uh, AJ? I was going with that too. Um, B. A B? I'm be a little bit more harsh. I'm giving him a B minus. But you have to be different from the from the rest of us. That's just me. Well, I mean, I mean, I I didn't think that was an option, but he just said A B C. Okay, B. Which is still kind of in the B range, right? Because I I just think that there was little bit things here and there, and that set piece kind of you know definitely brought the score down a little bit. Um, but still, round of applause because I mean, for what America did, it's not easy. Even if Tigres is, are in the situation that they are, to go into the Volcan and to do what they did. Again, not an easy thing to do, but glad that they were able to do so. And uh, yeah, we're going to move moving on now, gentlemen, on to CONCACAF Champions League fever. We all have it now. Doctors have said officially that we are all contained. Well, that's probably not the right play, the, the, the right words to use in the, in, in the situation that we are living in at the moment, right? But we all have CCL fever. And America is... Unfortunately, only leading by one goal, AJ. Give me a kind of a quick recap because we did talk about this game last week. But give me a quick recap of what kind of you felt or what you saw against uh, Olympia in Honduras. I'll have Dylan do the same for me. And uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about this upcoming game against them in the Estadio Seca and what possibly we could see lineup-wise. Um, Olympia, they played really tough. And you know how those Honduras are. They're hard on their tackles. They do everything to their ability to hurt their opponents physically and mentally. Try to do as clean as possible and get the ball from us. It seems like at first I felt like we were respecting them a bit too much. It was tough for us to get anything going really. But throughout that entire match, it just felt... Just worrisome slightly. Just like wondering, like, is anything going to happen? Is that make a going to bring the game to Olympia? Is there going to be a point in time where they'll be able to? It happened It happened in the last five minutes of the match, which I'm and of the first half, which I'm happy of. Federico Vinas with the header and Sergio Diaz with the great goal. Um, very happy with that, though I felt we could have potentially done more. 
um, we got concaf as well as that match because I don't understand how Olympic got away with so many fouls that should have been L cards, but we got the first one, so I don't, I don't know how. But that's concaf for you. Um, really unfortunate that how we conceded a goal in the very last minute. Defense was just poor. And Ochoa, I mean, I'm sorry, your boy. I don't know what he was doing, Ivan. I'm sorry. Yeah, he Man. got caught in two minds, and then um, when when it was time to slap that ball out, is it just it it is it, it was always going in. I was just Oscar like, oh, Oscar Jimenez would never. Yeah, he would never even try to get down. He just went like, oh, it went in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, just um, two one. The result could have been better. We can see it a goal. The bright side things we have two away goals coming into this. No, yeah, definitely, Dylan. How are you? How are you feeling coming into this one? I mean, uh, you know, AJ puts it kind of in, in pretty light here, saying that we have two away goals and that ultimately we get a result away in Honduras. But how are you feeling coming into this one? Look, all I'm gonna say is I'm glad Bruno Valdez did not get shattered again. Yes, I don't know why he started that game still <laughs> in Honduras because AJ just put it. Put it, uh, freaking turkey on white bread with some freaking cheese on it, a sandwich, <laughs> and said, and said that they're hard on their tackles. They play rough, and I mean, God, I mean, you saw Bruno, you know, grab his crotch, and I thought, oh no, like, is this the end already? <laughs> like, you just came back. <laughs> at, at least it wasn't Benedetti in there because if Benedetti was there, it's like, oh no, he, yeah, you know, it would have been over. Yeah. It would have been over for him. <laughs> so I mean, um. No, I, I think after seeing um, the performance uh, this past Saturday against Tigres, you know, you, you have some you have some uh, confidence. Um, you obviously don't want to see the same thing. I think that happened in Honduras um, because, uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't pretty at times, you know, in that away game. Um, it wasn't very clean like it was against uh, uh, Tigres. Not saying Tigres was a perfect game still. Um, Again, I'll, I'll, I'll re-say that. But, you know, you, you want to see that team play better, you know, and obviously win comfortably and, you know, walk out there and, you know, with their heads held high, you know, with confidence on confidence on their chest and as they get ready for the classical Hoven and, and then the next round in the Conco Champions. Yeah, no, and that's the interesting thing to talk about because I think that's the question that we're all having is the one that Jacob is saying. Do you guys think America should play with starters tomorrow or give the rest for the Clásico Joven. Um, and I think that's the question that we're all kind of alluding to is what kind of what, what kind of formation or not information, what kind of starters are we gonna have out there on the pitch? I mean it, it just what, what, it just what was seems the lineup? what was the lineup last the, week? The lineup last week was pretty much all starters. It was Ochoa and Net, then you had George Sanchez and then you had Bruno Valdez with uh Caceres and then on the left hand side you had uh Fuentes in the midfield you had um, Naveda with Richard Sanchez, and then Fidalgo in the camp spot, and then out wide you had Linus, then you had um Sergio Diaz on the right hand side, and then up top you had Federico Viñas, which I mean is a pretty solid squad, you know. Wait, but is but is Diaz gonna be ready? Like I forgot he got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, he got hurt, and the and yeah. the club has yet to report anything back on his um injury. So I mean. Here's the real question, though, because this is this honestly has to be the real question. How many starters do you put out tomorrow, knowing that you have the biggest game of the season coming up ahead uh, on Saturday against Cruz Azul? 
I mean, the positive thing to take away from this is that you don't have to you don't have to travel. You don't have to fly miles and miles away. You're going to be at the Estadisteca on Wednesday and you're going to be at the Estadisteca on Saturday. So that's something to kind of maybe help out on, in, in kind of formulating the equation. But how many starters could you potentially see tomorrow? Well, what do you, well, what do you consider? Uh, what are we kind of considering here? Because I feel like you can say, okay, like we'll bench, we'll bench Bruno, but then we'll start Casares and Aguilera. Like those are both starters. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say because because I feel like that's that's what you do at least for center back pairing wise. I mean, and then you you give Bruno at least some type of minutes if if the game allows. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Chris brings up a very good, interesting thing to note here. He says, America being already qualified to Ligia with a big margin, don't you think Solari prior- prioritizes this game? I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm kind of thinking, too, because we're, we're not in the repechaje, right? Like, we're, like, we're no, top no, four. We're already no qualified. What. We don't got a war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you, you take that into consideration as well. I think, I think maybe you see something similar like you saw last Wednesday. You know? Yeah, that's what that's what I, that's what I was thinking too. I because mean, I don't, because it, I don't, mm-hmm. go ahead, AJ. It just comes to the point where it's like you don't want to put an entire squad of just you know of just the second squad because I feel like personally you want to get themselves prepped for the um for the classical home and that doesn't mean okay I'm gonna take all my starters out rest them. I mean you can give them some playing time. I just feel like you just want you know keep the rhythm going for them heading into that classical home and they did well against Olympic because they do better at home. I'd say I'd say yes, but I just feel like um Santiago Salai he would put a similar lineup to what he did um last game. Considering as well, you know, Bayern's trying to say that we don't not trying to prioritize it. I think Solai sees different. He's like, I'm gonna put my best team out there and just take Olympia out. And I think you have to take into consideration what uh, Santi Naveda said today, right, in the press conference, saying that the team is kind of prioritizing both both competitions. They have both of them in mind, and they want to lift both trophies at the end of the tournament, at the end of the season. Excuse me. Um, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. But I mean, if we're going with it, I, I, I think you're right. I think we see something similar as to last week. Maybe we don't see Sergio Diaz. Maybe we see Leo Suarez if he's available. If not, then I could see Nicolas Benedetti, which I think would be a terrible idea because the man will get injured because you've seen it, AJ. He's endurance. They come in with everything they got. Well, um, well that's to think if, if you're putting if you're putting Suarez out there at least too. I mean, because Suarez is going to have to go to the right and then yeah. you're going to put Benedetti up behind was Vinias, and then you're gonna have yeah. to put probably Nevada back in the midfield at Richard. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I I don't see Fidalgo playing this game for some reason. I think we just mm-hmm. see Gio. No, I'm, you know? I mean, yeah. No, that's true too. I forgot about Gio. Yeah, but I think you put in Gio to play that game, and then I think the rest are just as fine as you go. Um, yeah. I I don't know. Bruno scares me. Um, no, I take Bruno out still. I'd have yeah, Aguilera. Yeah. I, Jordan, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like Jordan Silva might take it. Actually, I feel yeah, like he'll get minutes. Yeah, give him some minutes. Um, I'd like to see Ramon Juarez as well. But um I mean just overall, we're coming in with a with I, I wouldn't say a comfortable lead. I'd just say a lead in general because it's yeah. only a one goal difference. Um I mean the, the, the game plan's gonna be plain and simple. Take the game to them, score, open the floodgates, 
you know, dominate this team and crush them. This is what I want to see from America side. It's, it's the same thing that I've kind of been saying week in and week out. We've criticized the fact that we haven't really been the, uh, you know, the much goal scoring team that a lot of us would want us to be, especially in games and where we thought that we should definitely be scoring more than one or two goals. I mean, you know, games where Querétaro side was down to 10 men, um, you know, and, and, and other games that kind of iterate something similar. So what I want to see in this match is America steamrolling past the competition because you have everything to play, uh, everything on your favor you're at home you already have a, a a pretty good victory which means that the opposition has to open up and kind of go to you and, and and open up spaces and so that means that ultimately you can have more chances you have the much more better squad and you have the altitude that plays a factor in this i mean like the stars couldn't land more perfectly for america to pa- to play this game and to completely kind of steamroll through the competition i want to see more than three goals scored tomorrow night is what i'm is what i'm trying to say yeah, I'd be happy with three goals. Please, I mean, yes, three goals would be nice. So, Ronnie makes anything possible. If this man can let someone like Gio score a game winning header, let Roger score a brace, I tweet this already. I want to make see him make Chucho Lopez score a worldie. The day that happens in that tournament is the day I go nuts. You will never hear me shut up about his goal ever again or on just Twitter. Have to, just have to have you unmute the whole episode. But all right, gentlemen, quickly, give me your prediction for the game uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Um, I got myself going, you know, I'm going 3-0. We're playing at home. I'm, com- uh, I'm, com- I'm confident in this. 3-0. All righty, then. Uh, our beloved Cowboy is just messaged us that his prediction is going to be a 3-1 to victory. A little sad that he doesn't think that we're going to get the clean sheet, which is a bit unfortunate. But hey, whatever the case may be, I'm going to go as... Bold and drastic as you can get on this episode, AJ. I'm going 5-0 America. Oh, my God. I'm going 5-0 America. I know that's just out of the realm right now, especially when you think about this team. They're not really that goal scoring, but, hey, can you imagine what a brace or what a hat-trick could do for Vinas? I mean, you hey, know? we matched a score, was it 10 goals against Bayamon FC? I, we that we did that once. I mean, we could do it against another. We could do it against another squad. Can it be Olympia? Who knows? Definitely. But uh, I've been saying over here. I don't know what it is, but I don't think we'll be cruising. I'm anticipating needing to bite my nails. Let's see. Saying I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I think we're all saying the same thing. Uh, Chris going with a two nil victory for America. Jacob going with a four nil victory for Las Islas del America. I've been questioning my five nil, saying, "Are we betting the house?" Uh, AJ, are we betting the house? Yes, we're betting the house. We're betting, we're betting the house. house. We're betting the house and maybe even the toilet. Uh, one thing's for sure, though, we're definitely betting our cousins. Isn't that right, Jacob? <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, what more could we say? What more could we say on that aspect? But that is tomorrow's matchup. You guys can catch it. That is going to be 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And that game is going to be live via through the NA. You guys can catch that over on our Twitter as well. At Eagle Eye Podcast, we'll keep you guys up to date minute by minute. All right, AJ, we ready to move on? Yes, sir. All righty then. With that said, before we move on into our next segment and we introduce our very special guest, before that, we do want to introduce... Uh, we want 
inches. We do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by none other than Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcult.com and get a discount code of 10% off when you guys use the code EEP at checkout. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And AJ, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's been all over the world of Twitter. And that is the shorts that they just dropped not so long ago. I'm talking just talking about two, three days ago. I mean, they are just blowing up. The pre-sales are just going crazy. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check them out. They are just Jorge Campos-esque, right? Yes, yeah, sir. I already, I already caught mine. I caught mine today. So I saw that. I'm like, I need that because I'm in dire need of shorts. Definitely. And did you use the discount code? Yes, sir. Of course. I always do. And if you guys aren't using the discount code, you guys are missing out because uh, it's 10% off, guys. Come on. Might as well just use it. And again, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check them out. And again, those shorts are oof, chef's kiss. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All righty then. AJ, we ready to move on? Yes. Ready whenever you are. All righty then. Back. Well, I'm glad that you're back, Dylan. Uh, did you copy your shorts already? We'll discuss after the podcast. All righty then. All right. Uh, make sure you guys copy your shorts and use this kind of code EP at checkout. Again, thank you to our sponsors for call for making this uh, possibility. All right, gentlemen, it's time to talk the big game, the biggest game of the weekend. I don't know whether you're talking Premier League or where you're talking Bundesliga. It doesn't matter. None of those games are going to come close to this game whatsoever. And to help us preview this, none, uh, this game is uh, a very good friend of ours. It's someone that's been on the podcast before, and it is going to be our uh, rival and neighbor uh, for this matchup. On Saturday, uh, with a warm round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast from the Machina ENG. It is none other than Oscar himself. Oscar, woo! How are you, Oscar. my friend? Yeah. Woo! Hey guys, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure, even if it's even if you guys are medical fans. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to have you on, my, uh, my good friend. It's always nice to be able to talk. Um, and it always seems to be that whenever we do, it's always usually us coming at it uh, with what all, everyone anticipates to be the game of the week. Um, and rightfully so, this time a little bit more than any other. I mean, I don't know if we've ever seen a, such a you know well-split league. At this point, it just seems to be America and Cruz Azul kind of just leading the headlines. I mean, how do you, how do you, how are you coming into this personally? And how do you think the team it, themselves are coming into this? Um, no, yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. I think in in just recent, I I, I think I want to say in a few years now. I think the Clásico Hoven now has been in a way, has taken over, at least on the field, has taken over the Clásico Nacional in terms of every time we come up against each other, we're always both in great form. When, when it, but when it's America or Chivas, usually you guys are mostly are always in at least good form and Chivas are kind of in shambles. But, you know, Clásicos kind of things go out the window. But in and, and this case, like you said, both teams, every time we meet up, it, it's, for like, it's for like at least pick up three big important points or to really, or even we're fighting for those top two places, you know? But um, me, yeah, me personally right now, I, I mean, I'm confident. I'm, I'm not 100% confident, but, you know, we're playing some decent football. Um, you know, we're top of the league right now. But, um, yeah, you always got to be worried about good teams, you know? Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, we can go, we'll dive in a little bit more later, but to be that, to say that I'm, I think we're going to win 3-0 on Saturday, that's, that's not the case. 
That's not the case, but AJ will definitely make that bull prediction, isn't that right, AJ? Um, <laughs> kidding. Probably. No, you're right though. <laughs> I, I, I think it's an interesting, um, it, it's an interesting kind of dilemma that we're in because you, you're right. I think the classical Hoban, at least in the past decade, has had a little bit more merit uh, to kind of being called a true classical rather than the classical nacional. I mean, we've had finals already. We've had, you know, uh, encounters in Liguillas. Um, I, I mean, you know, the list goes on. We've, we've, we've had a little bit more of an intense rivalry than we may have had with Chivas, of course. I think maybe the classical with Guadalajara has a little bit more of a back history with it, um, you know. But it, it it is an intense one, and I think that it, it, it paints to be a really good one. And that's why I said no matter no matter what league you're watching this weekend, if you're not watching America Cruz Azul, I don't know what you're doing because these are two teams, two juggernauts going at it on, on Saturday, and, and it, it paints for something really well. But talk to me a little bit more about your market. How are they doing? How are they coming into this one? I know you guys just beat US, um, which we're always glad to see whenever they lose. Um, I mean, h- how's the team coming into this? Well, um, as you know, we like we won Chivas, but not only did we win, uh, win Chivas, we picked up our 12th consecutive win. Um, we're now in the history books uh, for the good reasons, for a good reason this time. Uh, we're with uh, the likes of Leon from, uh, was Leon 2017 or 2018 when he picked up the 12 wins? Um, and then Nekaxa from the 30s, which I had, they pulled that out of nowhere. They never brought up Nekaxa, but yeah, but we're, we're in the talks with that in terms of consecutive wins. Um, but yeah, we're, like I said, we're playing some decent football. Um, not the most perfect football at times, but you know, I think this is this is the perfect comeback season or the perfect bounce back after that horrific Ligia we just had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think it's still fresh in all of you guys' minds as as to how that kind of all went down. But, um, you know, it, you're right. You know, you guys are in the history book. You guys have that momentum going with you guys. Um, but it's not to say that I think America don't understand that and are kind of uh, aware of that. And I think if it isn't for that uh, drastic, unfortunate situation at Atlas, AJ, we're coming into this one maybe just a little bit better because we definitely would be at the top of the table. So maybe that's something to consider as well. Or, or, or Oscar, do you think about that as well as saying, you know what, America technically should be in front of us if it wasn't for that Atlas game? I don't know if you'd be in front of us, but... um. I don't know. Like, like you you said it in the beginning. Right now, we're the best two teams in Liga Mix points wise. We're just by far just ahead of everyone. It's just we're in a league of our own right now. Um, I I was actually I was I did a podcast last night with uh, Cruz Azul fans, and I was just telling them that uh, Club America are are no joke. Um, right now, all, I feel like all the media spotlights on us. It, it's weird in the in the positive way, and. A team like uh, America, you know, they're not re- they're not really getting that respect or that kind of heightened uh, gas up that you they usually get. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are 11 consecutive wins, right? Correct. Y- mm-hmm. You would have 12 if you was if it wasn't for that silly uh, Atlas game. Um, but yeah, I, I and I've been I have been watching you guys. I watch you guys against Tigres. You guys look really really impressive. Um, collectively as a whole i really i really like the whole team i'd say uh i don't know if you want to correct me here i think your weakest point maybe if you have a weak point is your 
your defense. And I only say that because you do concede a quite a bit, of, a lot of goals at, at times. But I think you guys have the second best defensive record, or something like that. We have the first mm-hmm. right now. But but comparing that to your midfield and your front line, I just feel like you guys are really really strong. And I think you guys edge us just a little bit in terms of kind of the style of play. Um, if Cruz Azul played more like the Solari style, I feel like um, fans would probably be more onto the, the Reynoso train because sometimes they don't like the fact that he kind of um, he likes to sit, but he he likes to protect the lead. You know what I mean? Which is not the big not the biggest problem because at the end of the day he's picking up the points. But um, yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty much an equal team uh, equal uh, matchup this coming Saturday. Definitely. I agree. I I I think you put it perfectly. Uh Dylan, I mean, he just mentioned we're, we're we're the third best defensive team in the league and the best offensive team, believe it or not, after I just went on a rant about how America can't finish their goals and how they uh how we haven't looked as sharp as usual. But how do you think the fans are coming into this one, Dylan? I mean, you see it on Twitter, you interact uh, with with them and, and and you get to see kind of the perspective that we're coming into this one. Do you think that there's kind of this mutual respect that we're we're, we're you know, there's two juggernauts going at it on Saturday or do you think there's this uh, kind of uh kind of, you know, sense of that America still has one over Cruz Azul? Um I think he, I think you really if you look at it objectively you know especially from my point of view like i'm coming in you know respecting cruz azul um you know seeing their lineup seeing how they can play too uh but you know there's always going to be that fan out there too that's just not like we have one up on cruz azul um so you know that's just the way i see it and how i feel but i'm 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 respecting cruz azul coming into this game um i think we kind of said it best to you know um in our group chat you know that um this is probably going to be Solari's biggest test this season so far in, in, in his tenure in with the America. So, you know, I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but uh, for me and probably some fans, you know, I think uh, we're coming in and respecting uh, Cruz Azul's game. But I think that that could be a little bit of a of a down downplay to this game because I think if both teams come into this one respecting each other a little bit too much, you're going to see a little bit of a snooze fest. Um, so I, I, I think that Rasul has a little bit of an edge to it. And I think that you guys might definitely come at us. Um, but I don't think Solari is going to be the type to say, you know what, we're just going to sit back and we're kind of just going to, you know, soak up the pressure and let it be. I think he's definitely going to try to take the game to it as well. That's mm-hmm. why I think that it's going to be a good sparring match. I, I, it's, it's to see kind of who throws the first blow, um, and then see if the game kind of opens up from there, uh, which I think could show for something promising. Will there be a lot of goals? I don't know, but I do anticipate a lot of chances. Um, and we'll see which team is, is is a little bit more clinical. I would say you guys have the more clinical striker at the moment, but uh, hey, Roger Martinez is knocking at that door, isn't he, AJ? Oh, yes, he's ready. After he scored two goals, I'm like thinking at this point he can, this man can do anything in the world now. This Solari. Solari makes um, <laughs> dreams be into reality at this point. So, uh, Well, here's a question for you, Oscar. It looks like Chris is saying, uh, is depth concerning for Cruz Azul at the moment? I read some Cruz Azul fans last week in the tie in the CONCACAF that you guys lack depth. Is that true? Um, In a sense, yes and no. Uh, In terms of having a depth of uh, 11 brand new guys that can step up in the roles of a first-team players, yes. But if you're talking about at least just having maybe three or four guys that can come off the bench um, and put an impact, then, uh, I yeah, I said we do have a depth of a squad like that. 
Um, to put a little more co- context on our draw against uh, the Haitian team, which right now we're up to no comfortably, um, we 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 fielded eleven guys for the most part who had not played professional football for at least six months. Some some players haven't even played for for a year, like our like our whole back line. Um, you and then you just had guys who just don't have regular first team football in general, just playing professional soccer. So. I think, you know, it, it's kind of this thing, you know what I mean? It, when, when you go for the, one of the big four, the double-edged sword, if you're not winning all the time, it's like the end of the world. Um, so I, I think they, the, everything got thrown out a little bit out of context and a bit an exaggeration. Um, I, mean, just right, I mean, just right now, looking at, um, I have the game in the background and we're up 2-0 and only 18 minutes in. And I, I can, without really diving into the game it looks like they're just dominating <laughs> it's on the opposition's half um but yeah in terms of overall depth for a mexican league team yeah I, i'm not really worried about it just because i do i think we do have the depth but would i like it to have it be deeper um of course i think any any team would um would like that interesting all righty then i haven't come in saying respecting the opponent doesn't mean uh, you don't play your game plan. It just means you are selective with your risks. I think he, 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 he definitely is spot on in regards to that aspect. Um, AJ, how can we? Uh, what are we anticipating from America this Saturday? You know, what are we going to get from Solari's side? Because you know, it seems that we're finally putting together a side and we're finally putting a game plan that we see week week in and week out. What do you think the strategy is going to be coming into this one? Oh, it's quite. It's. Say at least I really don't know because it's Olay's first tenure as a Club America manager. He jet he defeat he got one classic out of the way. That's against Chivas. Now it's against the Crucial Suicide that are chasing for history right now. They're Taiwan Leon with 12 wins since 2019. Crucial, they're going in it for the win. They want it. They want to break that record. Solai, on the other hand, he realized he can also make history as well. He'll tie with Piojo Herrera for the most points. And America manager with Piojo had 37. So he has 34. I think in this game, he's going to feel that be- the best starting 11 he could possibly have to face against Cruz Azul. And it's going to be a back-and-forth match. Cruz Azul, just they show no mercy to their teams. Look where they're at right now. Look how they've just been decimating opponents left and right. America, on the hand, the same exact thing. Despite that Atlas film that we had, from every game, we looked solid. And from there, we were slowly building up our game plan. And I feel like at this point, so that is just like I mentioned before, he's trying to feel, feel his best starting eleven possible and try to bring the game over to Cruz Azul. I feel like he's going to utilize a lot of the wings because that's why I feel like that's where we've been doing a lot. We usually either give it to Marlinez or if it's the Leo Suarez, Gio Santos, Cordova, whoever they can stand by be on the wing and cross it in. If that ball gets rebounded, expect one of our midfielders, whether that be Pedro Aquino or Richard Sanchez or Santi Naveda, and just go for that rebound and go for a shot. If and we're always going to be looking forward to just give the ball to our forwards as much as we can. Even though Vesiza, like, whether it's like with me as we haven't given the ball much, whenever an opportunity strikes for America, we're going to definitely pass to whoever, whoever's up front, whoever that can be, and they get, and they get a shot, and they go for a shot um, on target against Cruz Azul. Definitely. And it's one thing to note, uh, Dylan, is as to whether or not we're going to have Henry Martin available for this matchup. Um, but if we 
don't. I, I, I think that we're, we're in a promising position seeing a Roger Martinez that is finding is his form, his feet in an America side, and potentially a Vinas that if he's able to score a couple of goals on Wednesday, might come in, a, a, you know, a little bit on a hot streak. So it, it paints for a promising, at least, you know, attacking side, no? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, we just have to bank on those scenarios, like you said. I mean, you said Roger gaining form. I mean, we said that too in the next game. <laughs> we don't really hear from <laughs> or see him. And then you're you're asking Venus to score score a goal to, you know, come Wednesday. And so, you know, we'll see if that happens too. But um yeah, you're you're just kinda hoping for those things if Henry's not ready, but you know, I hope he is, but we'll just have to wait and see. And even even if he's ready, you know, that's a big ask, you know, to come into a game like this. And you haven't played since the uh, since the Mazatlan game. And even then, you didn't even get that much minutes. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what striker starts for America. And and look, Chris has, has been very active on the chat. And I, I want to give him the task of giving us what he thinks uh, the Club America starting 11 is going to be against Cruz Azul. And while he mocks that up, and then we'll kind of, uh, agree or disagree with that. Oscar, I'm curious to see what your starting 11 or what a Cruz Azul starting 11 will be for this Saturday. Yeah, so um, Juan also, um it's kind of unpred- uh, hard to predict uh, starting 11 with Juan Reynoso as well just because of um, I guess the he's he's really good at adapting to the opponent. He, I think he plays, he sets up a, uh, the team to play the opponent in the occasion. Um, which has its benefits and also has its negatives as well, you know. But um, I think, you know, our back line will probably be the same with uh, Chuy, Cata Dominguez. I think Juan Escobar will probably go center back because I, I saw I just saw that Pablo Aguilar is actually suspended for the, ne- for the game against America because of uh, too many yellow cards. And then left back, believe it or not, we've been having the likes of Shaggy Martinez starting games. But um, Nacho Rivera was back, and I think he just tips him over um, Shaggy Martinez at, le- at left back. And then right back, it was Juan Escobar, but since no Pablo Aguilar, we're probably going to have to field Shaggy there. So that's going to be interesting to see the defensive end. And then the midfield, um, it, it varies. I, I want to say it's going to be between like a, like a Rafa Baca, a Paul Fernandez, Orbelin Pineda, Luis Romo, with uh, Cabecita alone up top, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it it'll vary. But our our main staple points, like the guys you guys should be worried about, they're gonna be playing like a Luis Romo, Cabecita Rodriguez, Chuy Corona. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, is that gonna be the same case for you guys? Because I know, um, like I said, I've been watching uh as much games in general in Liga MX, and anytime I see the match, I see uh someone like a Fidalgo, like kid's uh, an absolute at least at least for me. I don't know if you guys rate him, but I think he's absolutely class. Um. He's still very young, and he really he breaks up the lines really well. You know what I mean? Um, he really opens up the space for your offensive end. And then Roger Martinez picking up form, even like you guys mentioned, even someone like Gio Dos Santos is starting to come alive again. Um, I wanted to mention too, it's it's kind of be an interesting clash of of two two new coaches into the Liga Mexicali and Reynoso, their first tournament, and they're you know guns blazing. They're both top of the league right now, which is another interesting thing. I don't think Solari is getting that respect either in the media in terms of how we, he just transitioned really well into Liga Max and is already on uh, top of the table with Cruz Azul. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting thing to know, kind of, you know, that, you know, both managers are coming into this in, in pretty hot. And like you mentioned, you know, kind of a first year. Um, what, what do they call it? Um, I forget the proper term for it. But yeah, you know, you're right. You know, they're, they're, they're coming in hot. And uh, yeah, I, I think they're both being a little bit downplayed by the media because of, you know, they're, you know, new newcomers and, you know, for them to make it look so easy. First it's year, like it's, just first. What, what the win? first four months into the job and look where they are yeah yeah, yeah. um i mean i don't know dylan what, what do you what do you think i mean i don't know because um you know how some some fans were whenever salati was hired you know some people were like on board some people were just like now nah, this ain't it and you know mm-hmm. yeah i know that was you you know <laughs> you know I, I i was pretty excited but like at the same time i was just kind of like like okay like how's this gonna go like you know how are we gonna struggle like this whole season like how are things gonna look but i think in some ways you saw this team progress like week in and week out which is pretty exciting to see and you know has me on board the salati train now so um yeah you know uh i think it's just pretty awesome exciting to see the the way uh uh these coaches have performed um and really deserve the credit where credit's due which you know isn't exactly always the case in 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 the mexican media and everything no, interesting. AJ, I mean, you, anything else to add on that? Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, it, I think it's really pretty well said. I mean, as well, with Juan Reynoso, this is the same guy that literally took Puebla into Repechá and just knocked Monterrey out and surprised anyone. If ain't that, I feel like he was the one that kind of gave life to Santi Ormeño because look at this man now. He's kind of just like one of like the hot topics in, in Liga MX and in Mexico. Potentially get a call up at some point. For the Mexico national teams, and some teams are kind of looking at him. It felt like the same thing when Cavallini was back at Puebla, and everyone's like, we kind of want this guy. There, there was that point as well. For America, we wanted Cavallini, um, and we swapped him with Henry Martin. But yeah, no, it's going to be pretty interesting. Just two coaches, um, Juan Rentos, it's his first time for Cusco, and look what he's doing. He's about to make history. So that as well, he's about to make history too. And what better yet to fight against um, your better rivals in Possibly the best match, I'd say, for this season. The two giants of Liga Mekis in this season are going to fa- face off against each other. And I can't wait for that. Actually, see who can actually make history. Is it going to be Cruz Azul or is it going to be America? Definitely. That is an interesting one. Definitely an interesting one. But Dylan, um, do you have a predicted lineup for us? It looks like uh, we have some uh, news on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just texted Christian and asked him for his. So, <laughs> so I'll just read off Christian's. Uh, uh, Christian's going Ochoa, uh, Sanchez, Bruno, Aguilera, Fuentes, uh, Fidalgo, Richard, Aquino, Cordova, Henry, and Linus. Uh, which is, I, I, you know, I think exactly what we were going with. And funny enough that now Chris has, has sent his, his starting 11 as well as going with George, Bruno, Emma, Fuentes, Aquino, Richard, Fidalgo, Linus, Cordova, and Roger. If Henry isn't on the bench tomorrow. Um, that's an interesting thing. I, they're almost similar. And if, if you think about it, which I think the only thing is that, he, you know, Bruno would be playing um, in, instead of, uh, oh no, he has Bruno there as well. Fuentes. Richard Fidalgo. And, oh, yeah, the only difference is uh, Roger, but I think he yeah. would put in Henry if, if he's available. So it's literally the same lineup. Yeah. So how are we yeah, feeling think... about that one? How are we feeling? 
Um, you want to go first, Dylan? No, go ahead, AJ. Um, pretty solid lineup. I like it. Royer, I want to see what he can do this time. This man scored a brace against Degadis. Who knows? I, I'll, I'll do it now. This man scores a hat-trick. I'll cop his jersey. That's it. I'll cop his jersey if this happens. All right. Okay. I like it. Dylan? Um, no. Solid lineup. Um, I, mean, I was trying to sit here and think, but I think that's the best lineup available that uh, that uh, Solari would have, I think. I can't think of nobody that, that would start over anybody else in that, that lineup at this moment. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so either. I think that's uh, that's as good as we can get, and you know, it, it it's got to fill a lot of people with confidence, you know. Um, and I think that's exactly the team that he wants, you know. So, yeah, I was gonna say, to, are, are you still worried? I remember the last time I was on, you worried about how kind of Luis Montes, Luis Montes, Luis Fuentes is kind of a liability at the back. Do you, do you still feel like that? Uh, not so much as when we last spoke. I mean, we were just talking about it before you got on the podcast. He's really stepped up his game. Um, I mean, AJ, I think you praised him very much well. I mean, he's been doing things really good for us. Yeah, no, like I remember his first time at America, which was honestly like one of the seasons where we criticized a lot of players. He arguably was possibly our best signing, and he was a lone player at the time. Next, the next season. Not so much, but this season, like you man, I feel like he's probably one of the most underrated players in this America squad. Just from as a left, by despite him not having the pace, I feel he just like every other characteristic you can ask for in a left back, and that's pretty good. And like you said, with the with the um line that we have in our defense, so that he has made a lot of these defenders who were under Piojo criticized so much by the fans. We look at them now, it's like everyone's pretty solid, and especially Fuentes. I feel like not. Too many people are given the credit that he deserves. No, yeah. I, I, you know what? The one thing that does worry me and the thing that does scare me coming into this game is, is that kind of Romo and, and Cabecita partnership that, you know, that old, that long ball that, you know, it, 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 that's dangerous because if it's one thing that we've seen with America these past couple of games is that uh, the drop of the shoulder is definitely something that we've definitely been uh, hurting badly. It seems that we always get beat, uh, you know, for pace or whatever the, the case may be. It, it always seems that defenders seem to find a way, you know, behind our, 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 our defenders. and that is a worrisome sign when you have a player like Romo who can find Cabecita or who can find whoever is in, in that, that space or, or has that kind of, you know, gap to kind of run in behind the defenders. Uh, that is definitely something to worry about. And that's something that we kind of have to keep an eye out on. But I mean, aside from that, the defense, like we've mentioned week in and week out, they've been working quietly under the radar, haven't really been gotten that much praise. Yeah, sure. We let in a goal here and there, but for the most part, you know, we've looked much more solid than we have been under Piojo, and that is some testament, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we just said it, third best defensive team in the league. Um, and we probably would have been the second if it wasn't for those three goals that we have against us because of, you know, the Atlas game. Again, you know, it's like, where where would we, where would we be if it wasn't for that game? Yeah, I, I remember um, I, w- I watched that podcast of yours when, uh, at the game after when that happened, and that was just so funny because you guys couldn't believe it, how <laughs> something so little like like you would think whoever made that mistake like they would have to be fined or like even fired you know if you compare it to like your regular job you know in the regular workplace of it like if if you had made a mistake something like that like you would have to been written up or fined or even possibly fired i mean 
who knows, like, say if you were in another position where, like, you guys were battling it out for one of those last positions and those, and you had lost three points like that, you know, some serious uh, consequences yeah. would have to have been paid for. That was just, that was just crazy, though. <laughs> that was just typical League on Max, no? The beauty of it. Winners on the pitch, losers in the office. That was yeah. that was that, the title that was, of the episode. <laughs> that was a funny one. Credit to Dewey. You sounds like that's a perfect title to go with on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it 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 still haunts us to this moment, right? Because it's like... and the fact that you know what happened to after that that um that uh, when Atlas got the three points for disqualification, Atlas went on this amazing run too until they faced us again, and we just brought him back down to earth. And I was that's what I said. That. Yeah, and I was talking to Cesar from the the Mexican soccer show when he had me. He had, I think he had me on that week to preview the game because Atlas was actually doing decent for the first time ever in a t- in a long time. And um, yeah, we're just telling him ever since he just picked up that, li- that little disqualification points. They've been on a on a roll, but um, but um, yeah. But now they're kind of back to normal, so it's it's good to see that yeah. it, it hasn't really affected you guys that much, uh, other than the fact that. Possibly, you guys would have been top of the league right now because it's only two points separating us, right? Um, only two points. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, it's going to be the battle for first place if the team really wanted. The only thing I am worried about, though, a little bit is it's being scripted to be this amazing match, right? Like, yeah. Goal, yeah. goal, goal factor wise, we're pretty similar. You like you said, you're the best uh, attacking duo in the league right now. Um, I think that really helped. You scored against three against Tigres, and we only scored one against uh, Chivas, which, which we should have won at least 3-0, 4-0, possibly. But um, uh, defensive record-wise, it we're pretty equal. Points-wise, we're pretty equal. It's been scripted to be a great match. The only thing I'm really worried about or anxious is going to be not going to live up to the expectations just because it's either going to be this boring, tedious match where both teams kind of played reserved a little bit. They want to not risk the points, maybe, which is understandable, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's just how the game goes, you know, sometimes, but, or it's going to be this other thing, this grand spectacle game of the game of the year, possibly, you know what I mean? Which is knock on wood. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. But, um, but yeah, that's my only worry for, for both fan bases and just general fan bases who, of the sport that will tune into the game. It's going to be this, this boring fest a little bit. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, forget forget your buying and your PSGs. You, this is the game you got to watch on the weekends. Exactly, because yeah, exactly. This is this this is the one that's going to come close to being the game of the year. Um, at least that's like you mentioned. That's what it's being painted as, and hopefully we'll we'll see that come play to fruition. But Dylan, in order for it to be the game of the year, what does America have to do in order to kind of you know make sure that we keep uh, Cruz Azul at bay and also you know be as, as, as offensive and as dangerous as we can be? Um, I, I think um, kind of going back to, I can't remember who said it in, in the chat, but kind of go back to, uh, I think it was Ivan actually that said it in the chat. Um, I think, I still think you got to respect Cruz Azul, but you got to know where to take your chances, where to take your risks. And, you know, I think um, Rodriguez is going to be one of those, one of those key players where, um, yeah, there you go. Thank you for pulling up. I think uh, Rodriguez uh, is going to be one of those players that's uh, that's going to be um, players we have to watch out for. Um, I think Aquino and Richard, not so much Richard as Aquino, but I think they're going to have a uh, a pretty good uh, good day's work cut out for them come Saturday um, in that midfield. And then uh, you know if Bruno starts, and then um, 
whoever's there right there with them, you know, I think they're going to have the work cut out for them too the whole night. Um, I think if you get that down and you pick your, your, your risk and um, you be selective with it about uh, when to push forward and, you know, just take those risks and chances, then I think we're going to be sitting pretty solid. Definitely. AJ, anything else to add on to that? Oh, Dan put it perfectly. All righty then. Oscar, what do you guys have to do in order to keep us at bay and, you know, be, be the more offensive side? For me, we just have to contain that front line and just really not give any space to your someone like a Fidalgo or Cordova who really break those lines, um, yeah. those break break those lines to uh, kind of get your someone like a Roger Martinez, Henry Martin on the ball to, to score goals. Um, just putting the pressure on them, not give them any space or time to think on the ball, because uh, otherwise, you know, as you, you've seen, you guys are the best. Um, Score, scoring team in the league right now, you know, you score goals for fun, it seems like. Um, you know, I think what you did to Tigres to me was really kind of like a real wake-up call. If we, if we don't uh, defensively are on point with our our pressing, I think pressing then it sh- should be key because I, I think you guys are going to be the ones that are going to dictate the possession. You guys are usually good on possession. The last few games, I think you guys are close to like the 60%. A margin even when you're up so that just shows uh you're not afraid to dominate the ball and have the ball and have progress with it well i, I think we're going to be the ones that kind of do the do the counter but like you said it, we it could be that 50 50 battle which is going to be all at war but um i think just in general just on defensive and we just got to be wary and we just got to be all on point and we just we can't be too confident thinking just because we're on his winning streak that we can just steamroll against anybody and anybody, anyone, but especially in a, in a Clásico, a Clásico open where anything can happen. No, you're right. You're definitely right on that aspect. Uh, Dylan, AJ, quickly, uh, what is the one player for you that needs to have an, uh, a stellar game in order for America to walk away with three points? I got myself going with Pedro Aquino in this match. He's got to be the he's got to be the man of the match. He dictates that midfield. He's just a mach- he's just a machine. He will do anything to his ability to help his team out possible. And if there is a ball right for him and there's no right in front, of him, expect him to take that long shot and let that ball go top bins. Okay, I like it. I like it, Dylan. Uh, I'm gonna have to call out Fidalgo on this one if, if uh, you know he's ready to go that game. Um, I think especially with the uh, Pablo Aguilar out, I think uh, uh, you want to see him step up and you know just keep uh, uh, doing his thing. You know, playing his game. You know, getting past a couple defenders. You know, making those right passes. And you know, I, I think we'll be solid up there if uh, if Cruz Azul has a hard time containing that that front line. Definitely, Oscar. Who's your man to look out for in the Cruz Azul jersey? Without a doubt, Luis Romo, the best player in my opinion. He's up there with the best player of the league so far of this season. Um, in my opinion, the most informed Mexican player, even the ones in Europe. Um, he's just, he's an army Swiss knife. He can, he can defend, he can attack, um, he can create, he can intercept passes, he can, do a, he can score goals, he does it all. Um, I think he's, he could, he didn't show it much against, um, but the national team against Costa Rica, he showed one one of his tools, and he was the best player then. Um, but he's just he's just quality, and um, that that was just one glimpse of what the Mexican Mexican fans and worldwide fans were able to watch. So I think Luis Romo, if he's on it, 
on all on, and all his duties is uh it's gonna be interesting. That that battle between uh, Aquino and Luis Romo that that'll be interesting because I think he's up there too with one of the best players so far again this season. Awesome pickup for you guys from Leon. I don't know how they let him go. And they I took also they, as well. They, <laughs> have to, they have they have had to pay it at least. It it ten, brings ten. up as well. Who was dumber, Chivas for taking Oye Plata from us, or Leon for just accepting also Gonzalez and give us Pedro Aquino? That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, apparently, also has has been doing decent. No, with uh with Leon, I I know I, I listened to the Lineden podcast, and I think early on they were kind of like praising him a little bit. I don't know how they've been doing, how he's been doing now, but that's that that's true. America has done some great business. I I guess that they literally sold their best player, in my opinion. I think other than like Mena, I guess, but um, he does the goals and stuff. But getting rid of a player that vital in that position, in that position of the field, that's just that's just really, really. I don't know. I don't know who in the business end over there was like, yeah, let, let's get rid of him. I don't know, man. Also, was the one to let up that last minute goal for America for them to win. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> when no, they from your guys' standpoint, he's uh, no, yeah, 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 he was not great, but for Leon, I heard he's doing, he's been decent. It's no, don't, don't, don't. It's just a, uh, he's not good. He's not good at all. <laughs> uh, he's all right. I mean, he's playing, he's playing professional soccer in Mexico. He can't be too bad. He's getting paid. We're not. I'm not getting paid for that. So, props to him. I guess. I guess. I guess we'll see. Well, but when you put into context, Aquino also, we already know who takes that one. But oh, no, I'm obviously, sure. you know, great business on your guys. <laughs> Definitely. All right, gentlemen, I guess only one thing left to do is ask each and every single one of you right now is this the game where we bet the house, we bet our cousins, or we bet our, our toilets? What are, we, what are we betting on this one, AJ? Let's bet the house. We're betting the house. You're Dylan? betting the house. Oof. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think I'm betting the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. Jacob is definitely betting his cousins because he's saying, I honestly don't see us losing another game. I think we don't have to worry about the remontada in the guía as much as we used to with Piojo. And so, if anything, I think Jacob's saying we're definitely betting the house. He's betting his cousins, which I think is worrying him, worrying them again because that's another week that he, they have to what think about whether or not they're going to be at home the next day um and uh you know it's it's going to be interesting but talking to christian on the side he's saying that we bet the house as well isn't that right dylan yes that is correct so again we do not uh look at the end of the day this is what we like to tell you guys at the EY podcast you know oh well that's 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 not the right one but at the end of the day the disclaimer is still the same the disclaimer is still the same. Please gamble responsibly. The segment is just for entertainment purposes, entertainment purposes only. Um, look, it's, it's a close one. I, I, you'd be really, really, really risky to put it all on the line and to say, you know what, we're betting the house on this one. Jacob having a good laugh right there. Um, but I think you can't go wrong with with at least betting goals in this matchup. I think you, we're going to get at least two goals in this one, you know? Yeah, there has to be. There has to be. I don't think we're going to see another nil-nil in this one. It's it, it just paints for something to happen in this one. So, Oscar, what is your prediction for Saturday? Oh man, um, I said it's. I said it was going to be one-one when I was talking to some Cruz Azul fans last night. I, I'm going to stick with that. But you said, like you said, there's going to be goals. 
at the moment, I, I just don't, I don't know. It's hard to predict, you know, this is, this sport is, the, this is why I hate when I ever do like any type of sports betting, especially in soccer. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say, I, I like playing it safe. I'm going to say it's going to be like a one, I'm going to say it's one, one. Cause it can really go one. either way. I'm, I'm going to break even. I'm not going to lose any money. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. AJ prediction. Just like what Jacob and I had in my mind. We think of like three, two America. America's winning that. Three, I two goals. America. I want five goals. goals oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know if my heart could take that kind of stress. Um, Dylan prediction. All right. Y'all ready for this? I'm ready for this. A 2-2 draw. A 2-2 draw. That's even, that's just almost as much as goals as that 3-2. I like it. I like it. Um, I've been going with America scores a game winner in the last five minutes. Doesn't give us an actual scoreline prediction. It could be an 11-10. to 10. Can you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be something. Um, I don't think any of us could even get past the the the, the, the first half of that was true. But um, I'm going to go very conservative. I'm going to go very reserved. I'm going to say this game's going to be a, a bit of a snooze fest, even though I predicted it to be otherwise. Uh, I'm going with America nicking it just at the end, 1-0. With a very controversial goal. Oh, boy. With a very controversial goal. Okay. But Does VAR get involved get... or just controversial? Just controversial. Well, I mean, VAR is always going to have to get involved because they have to review it. No, but... they might not get involved. That's why VAR is going to be controversial. Oh, that's true. That's true. It could be. It could be the case. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm going with a controversial goal. America nicks it at the end. Uh, but either way, look, it doesn't matter. Our predictions never really actually come to fruition, do they, AJ, here on the podcast? Uh, at the end of the day, this game is going to be... Hopefully, fingers crossed, a good and entertaining one that at least both fans walk away with and say, you know what, it was a good game. So we'll have to wait to see whether or not it actually all pays off. But any last words before we kind of wrap it up, guys? I don't got anything. No, no, no one. Oscar, you good too? No, uh, just uh, it's always a pleasure being on here, guys, and keep on doing what you're doing. And um, let's just hope, like you said, let's hope for a. Be the game of the year for us, um, especially all the entertaining football that was on today and the whole day in general. Let's hope um, uh, we ended off with positively on the end of the week. I like it. I like it. Well, a reminder that this game is going to be live via through the NA at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. You guys can catch that live. Again, I mentioned through the NA, and you guys can follow it over on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. I will have you guys covered for that game, and I am excited to tweet it out um, and hopefully not lose my nerve or my cool while doing so. Um, but again, we want to thank our guest, Oscar, for coming on to the show. I know that you had a game to be watching right now at the moment. Let us know how Cruzul uh, is doing at the moment. Uh, we're up 3-0 halftime. 3-0. Well, you guys are coming in with a pretty good chunk of goals under your belts. We'll have to wait to see what America does again tomorrow, which reminder of you guys, we have Champions League again tomorrow for America going up against Olympia. Should be an interesting one. Again, AJ, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come out. And Dylan, it's been so long since we've had you, so thank you for coming out, uh, you know, uh, showing us your Cowboys ways once again and uh, excited and fingers crossed for you to be back sometime very, very soon. 
Yeah, man, definitely. I'm excited to be back, but too bad this is going to be the only time for a while now. <laughs> and verified cowboy then. No, yeah, true. Verified, the last time I was yeah. on, he's been he's been verified. Yeah, verified cowboy Dan. You doesn't get any better than that. Uh, but to everyone out there watching and to everyone that interacted, thank you so much. We hope you guys have a wonderful time. We'll be back next week to talk things all things America in regards to the Classico Nacional. A recap on that, and then we'll look forward to the game again. Uh sorry, sorry, Classical Hoven. But hey, it, it's 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 overlapping the Classical Nacional at this point, you know? So I think uh, it is. was yeah, only gonna get that's a whole other podcast, but for me, they're gonna just they're gonna keep going down, down, down. They can't compete. And let's hope they go all the way down. Um, <laughs> I take that. Hey, I would too. I definitely would too. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.